You're listening to SuperPod, the no-filter MSP show presented by SuperOps.ai, where we go behind the scenes with today's top MSP owners and experts and get to know what they are really doing to evolve their business. Hi, everyone. Welcome to SuperPod, the no-filter MSP show. I'm Arvind Parthiban. I'm going to be the host of today's podcast, and I have a very, very special guest, and it's an irony that I'm hosting him. He's someone we had in our wish list to be our guest in our first superpod. He is Richard Tubb. He's the host of Tub Talk, where he's done more than 75 episodes. He also speaks to MSP owners on a daily basis to improve the businesses and how to make more business, right? Of course, that goes without saying. He's also written a couple of books on running a stress-free MSP business. Phew, that's a lot already. So no further ado, welcome, Richard. Avin, thank you so much for having me. What a warm introduction. I'm honored to be here. <laughs> I don't know if I covered everything, but it would be great if you can introduce yourself, something which we couldn't find from your podcast or LinkedIn profiles. It'd be yeah. great if you can share something about okay. you. So hello, I'm at home today in Newcastle upon Tyne, which is in the northeast of England. And so a very potted history of me is I used to run a managed service provider business based in Birmingham in England. And I started that business as a one-man band and I built it up until the end of 2011 when I sold that business. And what was interesting, I mean, while I was running the business, I wrote blogs and I spoke in front of user groups and I basically shared all of the mistakes that I made along the way. And let me tell you, there was a lot of mistakes, but I shared really openly and honestly. But interestingly, what happened when I sold the MFP business, a number of my competitors then reached out to me and said, Richard, now that you're no longer a competitor, would you mind coming and doing some work with us to share some of that secret sauce? And I said, yeah. So for the last 10 years, I've been helping other IT business owners to avoid the many, many, many mistakes that I made. And as you've mentioned, you know, I do that via the podcast and uh, books and speaking. And I'm a part of the Tech Tribe, the online community for MSPs. So yeah, I have great fun helping other people to avoid all the mistakes that I've made. <laughs> nice. That's, that's impressive. So from a rookie podcaster to a veteran, it's like me, like me, Harry Kane asking David Beckham, like give us your experience. Like what is your experience running a successful podcast in MSP space? Like some interesting stories there. Yeah. So I will share a secret just between you, me and your listeners here. I started the podcast off pretty much for selfish reasons. So I'm really, really fortunate in my career, the last 20 years in IT, I have spent time with some of the most successful, smartest people in our industry. And you know what, Arvind, they have given freely of their time and experience to help me to grow as an individual. And quite often I would be sitting down at conferences or I would sit in be on telephone calls with these very, very smart people. And at the end of the conversation, I'd think, that was incredible. That was gold. I wish I'd have recorded that to share it with other people. So for selfish reasons, you know, there's these people that I want to suck their brains dry of all the wonderful information. But for less selfish reasons, I wanted to record those conversations and share them with the, with the whole world, really, so that other people could benefit. So, you know, that's the little secret about the podcast. It started because I wanted to spend time with these smart people. And then I just started recording the conversations with them to share them with other people. In terms of tips, I would say, very much for anybody starting a podcast, I am a big fan of conversational style. So I think you and I are friends, we're having this conversation now. And what we're effectively doing is giving your listeners permission 
to very politely eavesdrop on our conversation. And so, you know, my podcast, the last 75, we're coming up to 100 episodes now. I've really given my listeners permission to eavesdrop on conversations between me and some very, very smart people. And that's fun for me. And I think it's fun for the listeners as well. That's a very interesting perspective. You know, this brings me to, I try to get Richard Branson as a speaker in one of my old gigs where we wanted to bring him as a keynote speaker. So he had a very interesting rule there. He said, if he if he has to speak as a keynote, of course, he's going to charge a lot. You know that uh, I don't want to like scare you away in the course. He's going to, and he donates everything to charity. He's not taking the, because he's already a billionaire, right? It's not whatever he gets out of speaking opportunity, donate. And to have a dinner with them, he charged that and he donates that as well. So time, like, as you said, talking to interesting people and like somebody can hear, there's so much to learn from folks. And the way you put it, really, really nice. (laughs) Well, think about it. If you or I, you and I have been in the industry for a long time. If we were to pick up the phone or email some of the smartest people in our our industry and say, can I pick your brains? They're nice people and they probably would, but we would be imposing on their time. Whereas if you say to them, hey, can I interview you for my podcast? Because we will have a conversation and then I'll share a light on any wisdom that you give me and lots of other people can benefit from it. And in my experience, the most successful people in our industry are happy to share their experience as long as the message can get out there and they can share it with lots of people at the same time. So I'm really pleased to see you doing this podcast again. (laughs) All the reading I do, nothing compares to talking to people and getting and learning from them. I've always been a believer in talking to people and getting to know and learn from their experience. Interesting perspective. So let me quickly jump into the obvious topic, right? I think I've been asking every speaker here, but you would have a front row seat to this particular topic, right? You have seen MSPs running business before the pandemic and after the pandemic. And now we are almost there. People are talking about vaccination around the corner and a lot of changes have happened, which are going to stay with us. A lot of changes. We're going to go back and come back to normal. But I just wanted to like pick your brains on the top three opportunities or or challenges. I want to keep it like completely your topics, three opportunities and challenges you saw that MSPs are unlocking or doubling down during this pandemic. It's a great question, Arvind. And I would say the things that I talked about as being opportunities and challenges for MSPs before the pandemic are now even more important during the pandemic. And I believe that they will still be important after the pandemic. So let me explain. When I ran my MSP business, I was very firm in the belief that managed service providers should focus on their core competencies. And what I mean by that is that managed MSPs are very good at a small number of things, and they deliver that to their clients. And so typically that would be managing a network, looking after servers and workstations, being a trusted contact. What MSPs are not so good at is everything else that a client needs. So let's have a look. A client needs websites. They need cabling fitting to offices. They need customer relationship management systems. They need with help with sales and marketing. Now, the danger is, Arvind, when we as clients, when they ask us, can you help us with your our website? Can you help us with CRM? Can you? As MSPs, we are afraid to say no. So we say, yeah, sure, we can do that for you. And what ends up happening is, we don't do a great job because it's not our speciality. The customer's not as happy with it because they can see that it's not our expertise and everybody ends up unhappy. 
So before the pandemic, what I suggested to MSPs was that by all means, say that, yes, you can help a client with anything they need, but say to them, it won't be us doing it. Let me introduce you to a partner yep. who can deliver those services. So a great example would be the website or SEO. A client approaches you and says, hey, can you build a website for me? And we think as MSPs, well, yeah, it's it's IT, right? What, how hard can it be? <laughs> and I think you and I both know we've been doing this long enough that building a website is completely different to building a server and is completely different to doing SEO. So what I did in my MSP business was built strategic alliances. I built relationships with other technology companies who could deliver the services that my clients needed. And we would partner to deliver those services. And our clients would be happy, we would be happy, the partner company would be happy, everybody would be happy with that because they would receive great service. When the pandemic came along, the need for managed service providers to be that single point of contact for our clients became even more important. And we both know, you know, we've been working from home and our clients have been working from home and we've had all sorts of unexpected challenges thrown at us as managed service providers. Can we be expected to know everything that our client needs to know? Absolutely not. Can we be expected to know somebody who can help our clients with what they need to know? Absolutely. So I would say before the pandemic, I was offering this advice. And during the pandemic, even more so, I'll be offering this advice. And at any point in the future, any MSP business that really wants to grow cannot do it alone. They've got to build relationships with other companies who can offer products and services that they can't or shouldn't be. We can't be, as we would say in the UK, we can't be a jack of all trades yeah. and a master of none. We've yeah. got to build up relationships with other people. So I think that's the number one thing that I would say, Arvind. And I know many of your listeners might be listening now and saying, you're actually telling me to introduce my clients to competitive IT businesses. And I can tell you from experience, my MSP business was built off the back of building relationships with people that you would consider competitors. There are more than enough clients for everybody in this space that we work in, in the managed service provider space. So I would encourage your listeners, seek out relationships with people who are Linux experts, who are voice over IP experts, who are Microsoft Dynamics CRM experts, who are SharePoint experts, who is, and it goes on. There are so many things that our clients would benefit from, but we need to build relationships with other people to deliver those services. And let me just say, Arvind, as a final point, it's a much more fun way of doing business because it can be lonely trying to do things on your own. And I speak from experience. I've got you know thousands of people all over the world. If you asked me for an expert in Linux and CRM, I could refer you to somebody in your part of the world. And that's a great way to do business because human nature is that we want to reciprocate, that we want to be, we're a very grateful species and we want to say thank you. So actually it's a great way to do business because you will find you will be, have lots of work referred back to you. Absolutely. I think that you will be become the go-to guy, right? So yes. like when you bring in and you have the business, their business as their first priority and they're going to build trust with you. So no matter what, they're not going to, you're not going to lose business because you just did what is right for them. And you, 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 you brought in the right people. So I think that will only help you grow more business. And in turn, as you said, it's, you will get more business from people you are referred as well. When they need 
something from you you will be the first person to call right that, that that's how we grow as an ecosystem and i'll definitely say that you should not be afraid to bring in the right expertise and you will definitely not lose business that's but i i just want to double click on one more angle to that you know, challenges right i personally felt that after pandemic given that lot of challenges in promoting business new business has become challenges right we can't go to events we can't do a lot of the thing and everybody are sending thousands and thousands of emails and promotions right how did that impact like for promoting a business yeah so here's the thing i don't know if this was the case for you arvind but certainly here in the uk i when the pandemic started i had businesses getting in touch with me who i'd not heard for years from and they got in touch with me I, a hotel i stayed at 10 years ago got in touch with me and said richard we just want to assure you that this is what we're doing to manage the pandemic yeah. and i thought who are these people why are they getting in touch with me now you know and i'm sure your listeners have had the same experience what the pandemic has shown us i think more than ever is that to be in business we've got to be a human business and we've got to maintain yeah. contact with people yep. you know i'm quoted i talk about this quite a lot certainly when it comes to marketing i say marketing is not an event it is an ongoing process you do not start marketing when you suddenly wake up one morning arvind and think i need business i better start marketing yeah. this is a long term process and i think what has happened in the pandemic it's become very apparent to us those businesses who were thinking about us and were supporting us over the long term and those businesses that suddenly realized oh my goodness i'd better get in touch with everybody and let them know we're still here and still in business So for your listeners I would encourage them to stay in touch with your clients first of all and I don't just mean dropping them an email as you've said of in there's thousands of emails coming into our inbox every day often from people we've not heard from for a long time so pick up the phone to your clients as one human being to another and say how is it going what are you struggling with what are you working on at the moment is there anything we can help with connect your clients with one another So when your clients say yeah we've got a problem with this as well as helping them you could say you know what we've got another client who has experienced that problem let me connect you together help people build those human bonds together because that is really important and when it comes to marketing i think at the moment businesses that are being human not corporations not faceless businesses businesses that are being human are the businesses that are going to win. So I'm a fan of yours Arvind and Praveen's. I've seen what you've been doing on Instagram and on your website. You know, you've got a startup business, but I am very interested in it and I'm very interested in you as people because you showed who you are. I know you've told me about who you are and what you've done in the past, and I think for any MSP listening to this, now is not the time to hide behind your logo. let your clients know who you are what problems you're going through how you are helping people how you are connecting people let people see the human beings behind your business because right now more than ever people want to do business with other human beings absolutely I, that's really really important and i think in the world of so much automation sometimes it's very very important to get personal and be human and it's about relationship and as you said just takes a phone call just pick up the call and talk and 
I can't agree with you more on this. <laughs> I think if I was an MSP right now, and I was speaking to a great friend of mine, Craig Sharp from Birmingham-based MSP called Abusi. Craig's been doing this for 25 years, and he'd be a great guest for you to have on, on your podcast. I must introduce you, Arvin, but Craig has spent pretty much every day of the pandemic picking up the phone and calling clients and just seeing how they are. And it's just a wonderful way to do business because we all want to feel cared about. We all want to feel as though we've got support, especially now during these very scary and dangerous times. And so you could be there for your client when they need you, but do they know that you're going to be there for them? Why not pick the phone up and have a conversation with them and just say, hey, is there anything I can help you with? Awesome. If you're listening to Superpod, the No Filter MSP show, please rate and review us on your favorite podcast platform. It helps us bring more amazing guests, improve discoverability, and more importantly, acts as a push for our team to produce more quality interviews. Tweet or send us a screenshot of your review, and we have a surprise gift coming your way. So another question. So this is something which we both have been owners, business owners. We have seen this journey. We definitely have a lot of friends, and but always, I've always felt founder's journey or a CEO's journey is lonely, right? It gets higher higher and higher you go, certain things you have to keep it to yourself and you can't share with your partners or your vendors or your employees, right? So certain things are lonely, right? As MSP owners, given that this pandemic has happened and there are uncertain challenges which we are going through, I feel that there has been a loneliness generally in the MSP owners ecosystem. And I want to ask you if there are things founder or the owner of an MSP to do to keep his mental strong and overcome these challenges during pandemic? So That's, that's a one, wonderful question, Arvind, because you are absolutely right. Being a founder of a business is a lonely job because you take the weight of the world on your shoulders. Everybody looks to you for leadership and guidance. But where do you turn for that support and advice? So if it's not clear by now, I'm a massive fan of uh, relationships, building relationships with other MSP owners, with vendors. Lots of MSPs think vendors are like, almost the enemy, you know, somebody to be used. I don't believe that at all. My MSP business, we viewed vendors as our partners. And that is something that has served me very, very well for the last 20 years. But the other part of this is building business relationships with the wider community. So I mentioned earlier on, I'm a member of the online community called the Tech Tribe, which is run by a wonderful man called Nigel Moore, who is a former MSP owner across in Australia. And there's 2,000 or so paid MSPs who are in this community, the tech tribe, and people say, well, why would I pay to join the tech tribe, an online community, when we've got Reddit and we've got Facebook and we've got social media? What I say to that, Arvind, is Reddit and Facebook and social media are great. But you know as well as I do, that can be a bit like the old American Wild West. So (laughs) if you want support it's perhaps not the best place to ask a message of support because if you want 100 people to tell you what you're doing wrong, definitely Reddit will be able to tell you there. But the Tech Tribe is a very helpful place and we support one another. And so we've been having really open and honest conversations about mental health, about loneliness, about entrepreneurialism and, and founder loneliness. And there's other communities out there. You know, I'm mentioning the Tech Tribe because, you know, that is a business that I'm a part of. But there's communities like CompTIA. Gary Picker runs the True Methods community over in the USA. My friend Carl Palachuk has got a community, Small Biz Thoughts. 
wherever you are in the world, there is going to be a community that you can reach out to, even during the pandemic. And I would encourage all of your listeners, please don't try to do this on your own, especially as a business owner, as a founder, as an entrepreneur. If you are feeling low, isolated, lonely, that is not unusual. And you are certainly not alone. Now, it was World Mental Health Day recently, Arvind, and I posted to LinkedIn and I posted to Facebook and I shared three tips that keep me sort of sane and going. And I said quite openly, you know, this is something that I've always struggled with. I've struggled with clinical depression all of my life since I was a child. And that's difficult because people think of mental, poor mental health as being a weakness. It's not. It's just the human condition that we all have. You know, there's 200 million people on the planet who suffer with depression at any given time. And I think that entrepreneurs, business owners, and definitely MSP owners can be more susceptible to this as well. So anyway, World Mental Health Day, I posted, I said about depression and the three things that I do, which I'll share with you shortly, that I do every, every single day to keep myself going. But the feedback that I got from people was incredible. I had public messages of support, people saying, thank you for sharing this because I felt this way, or my parents have felt this way, or my family have felt this way, or my employees have felt this way, and now I can help them. And secondly, I got a number of private emails from people saying, thank goodness you shared that because I thought I was on my own. And now that you've talked about this, I realize I'm not on my own. And so it's super important that we talk about these things. And I'm so glad you asked me this question because I want your listeners to realize that it is a lonely job running, especially an MSP business, but you're not on your own. So perhaps if I shared the three things that keep me going every day, if that's okay, Arvind. Yes, absolutely, please. (laughs) So the first thing that I do is I read every single day. So I read books and your listeners can't see this, but you and I are talking now on video camera and behind me, you can see I've got a big library of books with books by Carl Polachuk and Nigel Moore and Gino Wickman and so many other people. I read a chapter of a book every single day and that gets my day off to a good start because I've already had contact with somebody that I would consider a virtual mentor somebody that I is successful, who is knowledgeable, and they're sharing that wisdom with me. So I read a chapter of a book every day. And then secondly, what I do is, and some of your listeners might find this a little bit woo-woo, a little bit out there, but I meditate every day. And I use an app called Headspace, and I meditate for 15 minutes in the morning, and I meditate for five minutes of an evening. And it just gives me the, my brain is, as I know it will be for you, Arvind, As founders, your brain is going a mile a minute and you're always thinking of things and you wake up thinking about business and you go to bed thinking of business. But meditation just gives me that time to slow down and to collect my thoughts. So it's, you know, if anybody is listening to this and thinks meditation, oh, that's not really for me, I would encourage you to take a look at it. So reading, meditation. But the third thing I do, I go for a walk every single day whether the weather's good or bad, and it's often (laughs) bad here in England because we've got rain more than we've got sunshine. But I go out for a walk, I put my headset in, and I will phone a friend, a business contact, somebody that I know will energize me. And I will share this openly now. For the longest time, Arvind, I felt selfish for doing that 
because I thought, oh, I don't, we're all busy and I don't want to interrupt somebody's day. But I found the more people I phoned, the more people dropped me a message afterwards and said, thank you. I haven't spoken to anybody for ages, or it was so nice to have a conversation openly, honestly. And so I do that every single day, knowing that not only does it help me, but it helps someone else. And so if I do those three things, more often than not, I will have a good day and it will keep dark thoughts at bay and it will keep give me the momentum and the energy I need to build a business. So for anybody listening to this, pick up the phone at any point because some people will be grateful to hear from you. That's that's so insightful. And I would want to add a couple of things to your list. I do, I do a couple of things as well here, right? Like pretty much like it's about mental fitness and physical fitness. I do play tennis and football, like you work, work out and things. And you call your friends. What I do is I have this concept of friend as a therapist, right? Where somebody who's not in my business, somebody who doesn't know my business, but who just who I want them to just listen about what's happening. It's just taking the steam off, right? Sometimes you get worked up, like some things will go your way, some things will not go your way. It's business, right? But you just need somebody to hear you out. So I always have a couple of friends who will anytime pick my phone and they will listen to me. This is what happened. There's no action or they will not give you an advice. They'll just listen to you, right? So that's very, very important to you have a, it's not a therapist, it's a friend who can just yes. listen to you. That's very, very important. And if you don't have that, that's what I think as an ecosystem, we should have each other's back, right? We should create a place where they can come and share if they're, they're going through something. As you mm-hmm. said, there are communities in TechTribe and that's really, really and I want to give a huge shout out for folks who are helping out MSP owners. And if there is anything we can do, we would be happy to participate and do it. And please share. I think that's the first step. And want every MSP owners or whoever wants help in this, please talk, talk to us. There are people who are ready to help. That's wonderful advice. And so wonderful to hear that you've got friends who are listeners, you know, and for anybody listening to this episode and thinking, I can't really think of the people that I would pick up the phone who would listen to me. What I would say is two things. First of all, who could you pick up the phone and listen to? Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) That's the first one. And I often find that listening to other people is helping other people is, is good for your soul as well. But secondly, those communities, if you've got nobody in your inner circle that you can pick up the phone to, join a community like CompTIA or the Tech Tribe and build friends there, build peers there, build experts that you can speak to because Again, you can't do this on your own. I've been doing this for 20 years now. I feel like an old man, but (laughs) and I've been supported every step of the way by some of the smartest, kindest people in our industry. And the MSP industry is a wonderful industry. There are so many good people in it. So if you've not been exposed to those good people, go and join these communities because I can tell you there are lots of them out there who will be happy to listen and help. Awesome. Awesome, Richard. So... Quick change of pace. I'm going to ask you a rapid fire round to more uh, know more about you and how you've been uh, operating for this many years. And I have a really personal question. So are you ready? <laughs> Go for it. Awesome. So what's your biggest MSP pet peeve? Choosing just one. <laughs> but the biggest one, I would say, we've already touched upon MSPs who look at vendors as in an aggressive way. I always think that vendors are partners and the biggest MSPs that I've come across have partnered with vendors. But my number one pet peeve, 
would be when I go to user groups or I speak at conferences or I meet MSPs and I say to them, who are you? What, you know, what do you do? And they say, oh, I'm Richard and I'm from Birmingham and we do managed services for small businesses. And I say, oh, that's interesting. And I speak to the next MSP and I say, oh, who are you and what do you do? They say, oh, I'm Nigel and I'm from Sydney and I do what Richard does, but I do it in Sydney. And I say, no, 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 no. <laughs> So you don't do the same as everybody else. There is a reason that your clients work with you and you are the special source in your business. They work with you because of something that you do specially for them. It might be they get on with you as a person. It might be that you've got technical skills that they can't get somewhere else. So my pet peeve, Ovin, would be I would encourage everybody, think about how you can stand out from the pack you aren't just an MSP. You are an MSP that works with young and exciting businesses or an MSP that works with service industry businesses, or you're the best MSP in Birmingham, West Midlands, or you're the best MSP with Linux, whatever it might be. I want you to think about what is special about what you do. And the next time you meet somebody, tell them that, you know, I'm British and we are very conservative. We <laughs> we, we're we very modest and shy, but I think every MSP out there needs to realize what they do that is special because that's what their clients are buying. It's not that they're good with computers, it's the person. So please talk about that. I always think that the whole MSP community needs a marketing crash course. It's USP, what's your unique selling point? Yes. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so yeah, so I'll go to the next question. What is the one event you missed in 2020 and looking forward to attending 2021 hopefully everything comes back to normal great question so i'm on the road quite a lot and normally at this time of year i would be on planes and in trains and going in cars and visiting all over the world and speaking at events and i i love it it's very very tiring but i absolutely love it and getting out there the events that i think i've missed the most would be datocon in Berlin this year. So we had DatoCon in Paris last year. It was a great event. This year it was due to be in Berlin, in Germany, which is a wonderful place. I really miss that. And Dato, a wonderful company, do great things and a very, very supportive company. And the other one would be, I mentioned CompTIA, which if any of your listeners are not familiar with, CompTIA is almost like a trade association for the IT industry. And many of your listeners may be familiar with CompTIA via the A-plus certification or those type of qualifications. But CompTIA also run events and they are pretty much free to attend they are very community focused they are very they're vendor neutral so there's no selling you go there we exchange best practices and ideas so i've missed all of the comptia events here in the uk there's a comptia in the benelux region as well there's comptia in america all over the world so those comptia events i've missed very much but overall i've just missed the people i've in i've missed <laughs> being able to get out there and share a beer with people and have a glass of wine and, and yeah. bright bread and have a meal with people but i hope that we can do that at some point in 2021 and i hope you and i can meet at some point soon exactly you know i'm really Come to a point, I miss airports. That's the worst thing to say. <laughs> awesome. So this is something because I'm a huge Chelsea fan. And I was, like last time when I did an event in London, I brought John Terry as a keynote speaker in one of my events, right? So I'm a football fan and a player. So I want to ask you this. You can't pick Newcastle, but if you if it's which is your favorite football club? 
I'm actually, although I live in Newcastle upon Tyne, this is an easy answer. So I'm originally from Birmingham, which is in the Midlands. So, and again, John Terry is a part of Aston Villa football. Aston Villa, yeah. (laughs) So Aston Villa is the team that I grew up supporting. I love football and your listeners are going to laugh at this, but I'm a big fan of pro wrestling. I love WWE and I love AEW. <laughs> and some of your listeners are going to go, that's not a sport, but I would challenge them to get in touch with me and I'll persuade them why it's a yeah, sport. I used to watch watch WWE as a kid. Like, I don't know if you remember Yokozuna, Undertakers, yeah. and one, two, three kids. <laughs> I used to watch that. So I'm still a fan to this day and people say, wow. Well, how can you be a fan of that? And I just love the spectacle and the theatre of it. So. Yeah, of <laughs> awesome. Coming back to you, I must be question, like, what is your number one productivity hack? Like day to day, just what keeps you running like biggest productivity hack? So again, I feel as though I can confess this to you, Arvin. So I will, because it's only you and I speaking there. <laughs> but yeah. I'm the world's biggest procrastinator. So for me, as a founder of a business, as an entrepreneur, I have lots and lots and lots and lots of good ideas. Making them happen, that's a completely different thing. And so maybe many of your listeners might be thinking, yeah, I'm a, I'm a secret procrastinator as well. I put things off. So the number one productivity tip I would give is that I use something called the Pomodoro technique. So the Pomodoro technique, and if anybody recognizes the word Pomodoro, they might think of a slice of tomato in Italian, and that's exactly what it is. A Pomodoro is a slice of time. So whenever I find myself procrastinating over getting started with something, I set a timer for 25 minutes. I put a bit of music on in the background, and I use a wonderful tool called Brain.fm, which plays music in the background, like classical music, productivity music, that's scientifically proven to help you concentrate. So I set a timer for 25 minutes. I put the music on, and I just get started, knowing that even if I hate the job, I only have to do it for 25 minutes, and I can stop. The interesting thing with the Pomodoro technique is once you get started on summer, it's never as bad as you think it is. And you often just carry on doing the job anyway. So for any fellow procrastinators listening, I'd encourage you, and I've wrote a blog post about this, perhaps we can include it in the show notes, Arvind, but the Pomodoro technique is a wonderful way to get started and avoid procrastination. That's brilliant. I'm going to try that. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> going to try that. Awesome. And I have one last question to you. If you can nominate a guest for our show, next guest, who would that be? Well, I, I think as I've already mentioned two people. So I've mentioned my great friend, Nigel Moore, who runs the Tech Tribe, who would be a wonderful interview for you. I think I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to remove three names. I think I've heard them multiple times. Jay McBain, Nigel Moore, and Eric Simpson, these three are Eric Simpson, <laughs> wonderful. Three people that I've learned a huge amount from. So, And I'll, I'll remove one other name there because I've already mentioned him, and that is Craig Sharp, who is, interestingly, Craig used to be my competitor in Birmingham <laughs> when I ran an MSP, but this just shows how competitors can help one another and be friends. Yep. So Craig Sharp, but if I could give one other person that has been my tech hero and I've read his books and I've become, he's been a great mentor and a friend to me. And that's Carl Palachuk in the United States. And Carl has released around 20 books for managed service providers and has been a great friend and a mentor to me. So I'm happy to make that inf- introduction, Arvind, but you must get Carl, Nigel, Eric, okay. Craig, Jay. You've got to get these people on the podcast. <laughs> they are wonderful people. Absolutely. <laughs> Richard, you've been wonderful today. 
so much i learned personally i'm i'm going to try all the hacks you have taught us and looking forward to work with you in future and this are one of many few podcasts we are doing and thank you so much once again oh my pleasure and if anybody any of the, your listeners want to continue the conversation with me can i share my Please. weekly email yeah so tublog .co.uk forward slash NL for newsletter. And every week, Arvind, I share my thoughts on the MSP industry in a weekly email called MSP Insights. So any of your listeners who want to continue the conversation, just reach out to me. I'm a human being and I respond to all emails. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. And thanks everyone for listening to Superpod, the No Filter MSP Show.